Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, it's an odd thing when you see men and women interact in a bar. You'll run into guys who'll say, I know women. Typically, these are the guys that know nothing about women. They're the ones that, eh, they've been married about three or four times, and uh, it's always got divorced because, well, she's a bitch. Yeah, she changed. No, she didn't change, dude. Eventually, you just have to look at yourself and go, you know what? Maybe it's me. And women... You say you know men, you really don't know men. Mainly because talk to, especially with Facebook, you can get in touch with people that you went to high school with, like so many more people than I was, I even knew in high school. And the one recurring theme, there are very few people that have like the happy marriage to the person that they met in high school. Everybody else has had like a few bad relationships before they finally found somebody they could deal with. Now, if you're both 18 and you're lucky enough, you're going to have the ability to, you know, overlook their issues, mainly because you're too young to have a whole lot of issues, unless, of course, you, you had some sort of just despicable childhood. But when it comes to dating in your, well, let's not even call it the 30s, let's call it 40s, 50s, and 60s, you're going to run into folks that have an amazing amount of baggage. Now, the problem with that is a lot of people ignore that baggage because they want to be in a relationship. So they'll these are the ones that are married three or four times. They think they know what they want. They think this person is exactly what they want. But it turns out they've been ignoring red flags all over the place. I know a girl who said that her second husband was a meth head. And she said, he hid it from me the whole time we were dating. I am sorry, but it's impossible to hide that type of shit. You were ignoring shit. Or... You were doing shit. So he was probably a meth head, but guess what? There's probably good odds she was a meth head as well. But I would say I don't like to pass judgment. Eh, I like to pass judgment. I do on a regular basis. So does most of society if they want to be honest. But guys are no better. Guys tend to be slippery. The more a guy can get away with, the more the guy's going to get away with. The more he's going to do to get away with. And that's just human nature. Guys tend to be aggressive and they have this like odd conquering thing in the back of their head. So the second a guy gets himself into a place where mentally he has the upper hand, nine times out of ten he's going to take advantage of it. Yeah, you may find a guy who truly has a good heart and doesn't take advantage of it. But typically that type of passivity has led him to have no power in life. You're never going to find a Fortune 500 CEO who is passive. And just a great guy. One and all, someone in their organization or their past life, like a a wife, a child, a a nanny, they're going to refer to him as that asshole or that bitch. And it's just got so much to do with how people react to power in situations where they have the upper hand and perceived power. Go to any, any place that has a security guard and watch the security guard. A lot of times, these guys are, are guys that didn't make it through the police academy. They failed the psych exam. They couldn't make it physically. And they have that, that Paul Blart mall cop type attitude. Large and in charge. Well, take a good look at men and women in any walk of life who seem to have that little spark of being in charge, and it can destroy them. No more so prevalent than if you watch it in a relationship. But... Every now and then you'll see one of those couples that made it. 
I used to work in an industry we work with a lot of, of elderly. And I came across a couple who had been married for 75 years. You know, they were both in their, uh, goodness, he was 91, she was 89. And they met when they were like 15 and 16. And it was really a beautiful thing. They were very sweet together. And, you know, you tend to ask them the very standard questions. You know, how do you, how do you stay together for 75 years? And they said, you learn how to argue. Which I thought was weird because it's like, oh, wow, they've been together for 75 years. They must never argue. No, they figured out how to argue and just never divorce. So they figured out how to settle shit or at least accept that they're not going to settle shit. Which sounds like a pretty solid relationship. I know a couple that got divorced. Let me see. They got married when they were 22. They got divorced when they were 24. And the reason was we just fell out of love. I got news for you. Love's a verb, dude. If you're not performing love and showing it on a daily basis, it withers and dies on the vine like a grape that's going to make no wine for anybody. But if you roll all that together, you end up with today's episode served at the bar on today's Caffeinated Humor. Ah, the anatomy of a bar pickup. She is the unsuspecting prey. Why she's unsuspecting? Anybody's guess. If I were a woman, I would be suspecting and on guard from the moment I stepped into the bar. But that's because I'm a guy and I am privy to the evil that lurks inside the male mind. Trust me, ladies, it's not pretty. You think you know about 10% of the depravity guess about another 10%, and then you don't even suspect the remaining 80% that would turn your hair shock white and make you an advocate for male genocide. So it's better off that you just don't know. Back to the bar. Despite all the warnings on the news, this girl is oblivious to the fact that she is the prey in this little wildlife setting. Now they say roofies have a faint cinnamon flavor that you get used to as time goes on, just as a matter of conversation. And I'm not saying that this guy is that kind of scumbag, but the odds are not in her favor. And she's going for it. All the signs are there. Lots of eye contact. She touches his hand when she speaks. She laughs outrageously at anything that comes out of his mouth. And it's happened four times, just happened again, the hair flip with a giggle. It's practically a done deal. I'm shocked they have clothes on at this point. And the guy... Despite, to be, despite be, appearing to be Mr. Smoothie, has all the earmarks of being that kind of guy that will screw up every relationship she has for the rest of her life. It's kind of an ugly talent to have, the ability to see the worst in people, which is at its core kind of a negative thing, but you play the hand you're dealt in life. At least the guy has a job, or at least a soon-to-be-maxed-out credit card, because the drinks are flowing. Shots are all lined up. You can see the conflict in the waitress. She knows the score, obviously wants to say something, but she is a dealer of sorts. They used to say that alcohol was the last legal drug, but since they legalized weed, that list is growing. So at least she's a peddler of a legal drug. And she knows with a certainty that the drunker he gets, the bigger her tip is going to be. And folks, money makes the monkey dance. By the way, that remains one of my favorite phrases from a previous podcast 
It was said by an elected official involved in a sting operation. And yes, he went to jail. Now, this is the kind of ugly little soap opera that's held in live in every bar in America throughout the country, nightly. And the math is pretty straightforward. At five foot four, a 110-pound girl drinking shots of Jägermeister, one shot every 10 minutes for an hour, equals one drunk blonde. Sitting next to her with one hand on her knee and the other one f- alternating between fingering his wallet to make sure the circle of the condom is there and then, alter- and then moving forward to scratch his nuts is a six foot, 200-pound man that can hold his alcohol. And then, almost on cue, fate intervenes. The waitress, the disapproving one I mentioned, has been tottering around on five-inch heels all night. As she makes her way down the semi-crowded aisle, just as she passes the table of seduction, a woman from the table across the way accidentally steps out in front of her and effectively hip-checks her into the table of seduction. Each and every drink on the tray ends up on the guy. It's an epic waitressing fail. He's humiliated. His prey is now eyeing him with a little bit of a look of disdain. And the waitress produces a towel and a lot of apologies. Now the prey is spooked. She makes a comment about her friend needing some help and bolts, leaving the guy with the stink of vile alcohol and a bar tab for his trouble. He pays off his tab, slinks out of the bar like a pedophile that made parole. All from one mistake. The waitress watches him go. And then she high-fives the girl that bumped her. Well played, ladies. Time for some coffee. 